Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official best way to start your Wednesday. No, the official untapped podcast. <laughs> and your weekly look into what's happening in the untapped community and the world of beer. You know what's scary good? It is Halloween almost after all. Some savings. That's what we got. This episode is brought to you by Untapped and the Untapped Store. Use the coupon code PODCAST to get 20% off your next purchase. Your skeleton that's outside holding your pumpkin. He needs a t-shirt. Make it an untapped one. And really get the neighborhood talking about that cool house with the cool skeleton with the hip t-shirt on it. That could be you. And you can save money doing it. Uh, that's podcast. Coupon code is podcast store at untapped.com. Dress your skeleton, dress yourself before you become a skeleton or after. It's your life. Do what you want. And as always, <laughs> like, subscribe, whatever. I'm going to throw this out there. We're at about, if we get 5,000 subscribers on YouTube before 2022 starts, I'll let John throw a cake of the 5,000 subscribers choosing in my face. Just don't choose carrot cake. Not because I hate it. I love it. I'll probably eat the whole thing on my face where someone can pull it off and then it'll be bad. I'll be stealing John's insulin and I'll be dead. So <clears throat> that's it. You just have to tell your buddies, yell over the fence like we've told you to do in the past. Tell your mailman. Tell your buddy who owes you money. Keep the 20. Just subscribe to Drinking Socially on YouTube. Um, that's it. And then cake in my face and everyone's happy. Anyway, enough about cakes and faces. We have way better things to talk about tonight, John. The best of things. What's happening? The best beer in the world, I ah, believe. We have it. Uh, it's here. Is it really the best beer in the world? We're going to try our best to give you at least two informed opinions. But have you ever been fortunate enough to hang out with a brewer and ask what their favorite beer is? And if so... My guess is at least half of them told you that it was Orval. It's become kind of a, a legend in beer and brewing. And it's like it comes from this Game of Thrones-esque <laughs> monastery in the middle of the Belgian woods that's only open to the public once a year. It's like a brewery Willy Wonka. <laughs> the beer itself has ascended from grocery stores in Belgium to across the whole entire world, thanks to importer exporters and across generations of drinkers mm. that are kind of into the goat, the not the animal that you invite to yoga and eats your shoelaces, but like the greatest of all time, <laughs> one of the best and most well-respected beers of all time. We're bringing on the equivalent of a Pliny the Elder mixed with a Bourbon County and a little hair of the dog, Dave, mm. if you're really into chasing yeah. whales. Uh, we're going to shed some light on one of the most distinguished beers of all the Trappist brews, and it's really not that hard to find either. This is a beer you can age for a while. You can share. You can muse over. You can pair it with cheese and laugh like a Frenchman. You can share it with some home brewers at your mm -hmm. local meetup and decode it all, but... We've only got about 35 minutes to cover this legend. Mm -hmm. And here's some of my favorite facts about Orval before we get started. The brewery, we covered Trappist breweries recently on, on the pumpkin beer episode. The, this brewery was created in 1931 to help finance the expansion 
of the monastery. So they created the brewery. We know the profits have to go towards the monastery or social and, and civil charity. So that falls in line. The income royalties generated from this brand go to social welfare and maintenance of the buildings on the ground. So all of that's in line, but I, I still think that's really cool about a Trappist brewery. There's a yearly event or Vol Day. Generally, it happens later in March. Uh, I think a couple of years ago, it happened in October, but all the proceeds that the importer makes on Orval sales that day, uh, a percentage of them go to a charity as well. And as mythical as this beer is, the greatest beer of all time proclaimed <laughs> by many, if you want to go visit once a year, it's like getting a golden ticket. So there's no golden ticket in these bottles, unfortunately, but we've got the next best thing, and that's 33 centiliters of Orval to consume. Mm. And Harrison is going to help tell us how we can use this to unlock or level up a core badge on Untapped. That's right. This is a, a, a great one, one that any beer fan should have in their sights if they haven't already. Because <clears throat> um, these beers are important, these Trappist brews. The name of the badge is Trappist Travesty. We'll unpack that later, maybe. Um, I don't think that, that maybe the only travesty is if you haven't had any of these beers. We'll just spin it like that. Well so said. Well spun. Right, right. Planning to be a monk? Try five different beers from a trap from Trappist breweries. Only breweries with the authentic Trappist product or ATP designation count. So pretty straightforward. You obviously have to know what those breweries are, but we got an educated guess, I think. Um, and you probably know a few of them anyway, just from being a beer fan for a while. We have, as John said, as I said last week, as many as said before us, one of the best in front of us today, John. I, Holy I, guacamole. Pretty sure if you ask enough breweries, they'll just tell you straight up it is the best. And it's it's not often you get an answer like that from someone as Harrison pulls out right. the unique kind of Skittle-shaped or Skittle a bottle. I, know. I love that. And, I mean, it's beautiful. It's timeless, like a little black dress of beer bottles. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> <but> sure. <laughs> and yeah. as Harrison pointed out, uh, the badge that we're featuring, Trappist Travesty, you have to drink a trappist made beer and if you look on google you'll see that there are 19 trappist breweries in the world there are 11 trappist breweries in the world to the best of harrison's <laughs> research how many trappist breweries are there in the world harrison i think as of 20 january 2021 there are 14 that's the answer we're going to stand by today I agree. Um, there seems to be a little confusion, but let's just say 14 ish. You've got options. Yeah. I think Italy has one. We talked about Spencer in America, up in Massachusetts, yep. and most of them are in Belgium. But the one we're drinking today comes from Brasserie d'Orval, or d'Orval. I don't know how to say it like a proper. Mm -hmm. uh, but if, if maybe after we drink it, it'll get better. Most of you know this beer is Orval, it's a Belgian pale ale. It's 6.9% over here in the States. It's a little bit lighter at 6.2% in the UK and Europe. Brings 32 IBUs. It's been checked in over 325,000 times with an overall rating of, I don't even care. This beard <laughs> doesn't have ratings applied to it. It transcends ratings. Definitely rate this beer and apply your judgment to it. 
But I think what makes Orval so special is the love that it gets from the makers of beer uh, that are that are vocal about it. A lot of them have spoken out. The brewer at Boulevard, a huge fan of Orval, and almost every brewer I've spoke to raises their eyebrows when we talk about the magic that's in this beer. So as you take your first sip, Harrison, as a brewer uh, and a person with opinions, is this magic or is it hype? Uh, I mean, this is, oh, I'm landing in the magic camp, which I went to magic camp. Um, that was different than this. I'm still missing a hat and a rabbit, but that's a civil suit that is a personal matter. Um, but anyway, no, this is, we'll talk about the beer. We'll nerd out about that and the history of it and what goes into it. But just from drinking it. I love the way that Belgian breweries approach hops when they're not being shy about them, when they're shooting hops into a beer, which this one has. Again, I say hops, everyone thinks double IPA. No, 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 it's not that. Um, it's delicious, though. And there's a lot of mystery behind Orval. One of the reasons I love it um, is really just because it's different every time you drink it. And that's kind of the mystique about it. This thing's designed to age in a bottle and change over years. So every time I have one, I'm kind of like, what or of all am I in store for today? And, and that's exciting, right? Knowing kind of within a realm of possibilities, what you could get. Um, but for this one, it's a little bit of that Belgian, Belgian candied sugar. There's almost like a fake grape happening in there just for a minute, like a second. It's like a pop of a fake grape and that dark fruit, prune, Belgian candied sugar. But there's this nice like layer of hop materials, really like, like the earthy kind of Slovenian and German hops that are in here that that is there too, which you don't get in big triples or in doubles or in a lot of other beers you maybe associate with Belgium. It's it's not unique to Orval, but it is one of the um, aspects of Orval that I really like. It's um, the hops aren't aren't hidden away and buried under a bunch of cloves and esters. They're in there. But anyway, that's that's what I'm happening. But it's going to change the drink it again. This has been in a bottle. Ours is bottled. I'll note this quickly before we hear John's first sips uh, to the twelfth. Excuse me. Well, actually, this is Europe, so probably it was. Uh, January, uh, November 12th, 2020, if I had to guess, it says 12, 11, 2020. So I'm probably right. 12 November. Um, right. And, uh, 2020 and it says good till 2025, but that's conservative. You can probably age it forever. So ours is eight plus eight, nine months, almost a year old. Um, actually, uh, since it was, uh, bottled. So it's got some, uh, Things going on. Anyway, what do you have? What's happening over there, John? What are you enjoying? What's going on? I'm also going to be in Camp Magic for this beer. And I want to preface and say, like, there are other magic beers I've had. If you've drank anything from 450 North or that's in that camp mm. that's just like or smooge, like you've had a right. beer that isn't like beer, um, some fruited sours. This is like beer, but it mm. Like the dark mm. sugar candy, dark stone fruit. It's it doesn't taste like a Biscoff cookie, but there's like yeah. sweet brown sugar notes that kind of float yes. through here. That make me like this is not what an American pale ale tastes like, not in a hundred yeah. years. 
And I love that you were saying, Harrison, if we had drank this maybe only two months in the bottle, we'd probably get a little bit more of that hot flavor. Yeah, as, sure. as this has been sitting for a couple of months, we're getting uh, the Brett has time to do more yes. work to the bit, beer. Yeah. Yep. And again, it could change even longer. So it's it's a living thing. I, I'd imagine they bottle condition all these beers as yes, they're leaving they the line. Oh, yeah. Have to. Yeah. And that's, again, the big part of this. If you want to distill down what the Mystica overall into like a few things, it's the way they dry hop it. It's the fact that there's Pretenomyces in here as well as, you know, brewed and then fermented with traditional beer yeast, but then you have Brett, this wild yeast that can do funky things over time, and it is best left alone in the bottle to evolve over many months to years, always changing that beer, um, which is what I meant by it's kind of every time you drink it based on, you know, when it was bottled. So it's unique dry hopping. Brett is happening, bottle conditioned. This beer, if we had a whole case of this on the same bottle date and drink one Every month, it'd be different every time we had it. And that's really, really cool. And in fact, as a quick note, I've mentioned it before, but that was something I loved Beer Advocate for back in the day, where if somebody opened up a, you know, a Canteon whatever from 20, 2007, sometime in 2011, they'd be like, now is the time. If you make a whole blog, post about it, it'd be, if you have a 2007 Fafoon, open it tonight. Mine tastes like X. I remember the first time I saw something like that, I was like, who's going to respond to this weird, obscure <laughs> request of a single beer from a certain year? And I'd refresh the page, and there'd be 20 people going like, I have one in the cellar. I'll grab it and put it in for tomorrow. I just had it yesterday. I agree. So, you know, the, and that's very unique almost to, I mean, certainly like Belgian beers lead the way in that experience. A bottle condition beer that you could brew the same day, bottle the same day, all that stuff. But you drink them years apart, months apart. It's a different beer, and that's so cool. And you know, it takes time, takes patience to enjoy that experience. And those are things that are coming, you know, less and more and more rare, I guess, or less and less necessary, or maybe it seems that way. Um, but for Belgian beer or Vol, it's worth it to get a few, have one now, have some later, share them with some friends, and just kind of sit with it and see what it does while you drink it, while it ages, all that cool stuff. I totally agree. I think this beer has earned its kind of like the Tom Hanks of the beers. Mm. Like it's just so universally personal. good. <laughs> and you could drink it on an island. You could land a right. plane with it. You could, right, be, I don't know, big with it. But right. um, <laughs> the it, it's not doing anything that's, breaking any norms or rules is just doing everything it does so well and you can you can have four different versions in four different months it when you were talking about the beer advocate message boards uh yeah. it made me think like you know we have like our hazy boys and our crispy boys if you're a fan of twitter uh are there like belgian boys or, or trappist trappist twin trappist yeah. boys uh, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to continue down this road, but <laughs> yeah, what would be the cool iteration for for the for the funky monks for the who knows? I don't know what you Ooh, would call them for people. Yeah, right, okay. they're right. There should be. I'm sure that unofficially there are because I've had conversations with them, you know, many times on Beer Advocate and other spots online. But yeah, what's the cool name 
let us know if you're part of some sweet group, the the Monkster Mashers, <laughs> inspired by a beer from two episodes ago. Um, yeah, what what, do you, what would you call that? I don't think a Belgian boy quite does it, or a Trappist to folk. Me. Yeah, that doesn't. I mean, those are real people. There are plenty of young Trap men. Clan. In Belgium. Trap Clan would be cool. I see like a little Wu Tang inspired logo there. Ooh, man, that'd be a good. All right, if it's not yet patent pending, we got those t shirts. When anyone try and make them, <laughs> you can come to us for those t shirts. Um, <laughs> probably so, Wu Tang. <laughs> seriously, uh, we'll probably collaborate with them. Um, mm-hmm. So, Orval, the 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 greatest beer in the world, maybe beyond definition, just like if you watch wrestling and you see like, I'm the greatest heavyweight fighter in the world, or if you watch baseball, maybe it's Sammy Sosa, maybe it's Mark McGuire, maybe it's Jose Canseco, hopefully not. But (laughs) you you know, you have your sort of like claimed greatest in the world or of all, I think has been given greatest in the world just so many times that it kind of sticks, but there are other Trappist beers and breweries that are also highly sought after oh, yeah. and highly acclaimed Harrison. Did you get a chance to take a look and see kind of what's going on with this Trappist travesty badge that is not a travesty at all, unless you haven't earned it? Exactly. I think that's it. I think it's, we're going to, we're all going to decide collectively tonight that or today or whatever, that this is only if you don't have this badge, is that the travesty? That's, so yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Cause truly you're missing out on history and the current times and whatever. I think this, by the way, this screams cheese at me. Like I'm just hearing a voice in my head going cheese and I can't quiet it down. So that's going to be an interesting snack for me later. I think Um, Orval on their website has like a page dedicated to pairing this with cheese. Yeah, Uh, And they also, for those of you drinking at home, or if you ever want to share this with a friend and sound like really educated about it, they recommend pouring it out just like you would pretty much any beer, you know, kind of line it up horizontally, let it fall into the glass without right. roughing it up too much, but leave about a yeah. centimeter in the bottle, leave that sediment in there because you're, there's going to be a lot of Brett left over and stuff. So yeah. they'll kindly and actually tell you, go ahead and leave that in the bottle. Next time you share this beer with someone, let them know that you know you're educating them just i oh, leave it in the bottle yeah. they're safe that little swirl yeah a lot of belgian beers today to swirl it and dump it for me and this is personal but i'll always wait on that i'll pour it keep it in the bottle i'll drink it if it tastes good i probably won't mess with it maybe if i drink half of it if i'm feeling crazy that night i'll swirl and i'll dump and i'll see what that does but sometimes right if it's just i'm dumping a bunch of bread and a beer um it's going to be i mean it'll be crazy sometimes i'm, I'm trying to chase that dragon sometimes i'm not so um <laughs> so yeah i left a little bit of little swirl in there and if you're a home brewer keep that swirl boom make your own beer with it go prop that up grow it now you're brewing orval in your garage and it you know you don't even have to go to the brewery to do it so that that is cool and that's something that i used to do much more uh in my younger days but um but anyway, yeah, I dove into this. A lot of great Trappist breweries out there, of course. I was very curious to see how this badge was doing, because in my mind, it's kind of like Belgian beer is its own obstacle course. If you're a beer fan, you can write pastry stouts, hazies. I can appreciate a lager. And then you get into Belgian beers, and your whole world gets upside down and hops through different things. Yeasts are unpredictable. You know, the corks and cages. It's, it's just a totally different way to approach beer. Um, 
for many reasons. So really excited to kind of see what this the story this badge told and what was sitting at the top. And a lot of names here that you know, if you've been around the beer world for a bit, are probably going to be pretty familiar. So two, first up, 279,000 unlocks. So pretty good. More than a quarter million untapped years out there have said, yep, let's go down this amazingly interesting rabbit hole. That's and five different. Yeah. Five different belt, uh, Trappist beers to, uh, to unlock right, this. Exactly. I don't know why right, I'm yeah. saying that. We already talked about it. but, <laughs> no, but uh, right. It's a good point. They're not just dipping the toe in the water. They're saying, ooh, this is interesting. What else do you have out there? They're they're really taking the plunge. And so number one, um, which I was pretty cool. So West Mall's Triple. Um, wow. Again, amazing beer. But I didn't. My thought going into this was triple West Malls, or it was triple Carmelite. That was going to be the number one. But I, they may not be officially a Trappist brewery. They may just be a great, great triple. Um, yeah, so, so what do I know? But West Mall jumping in at number one with their triple. Then one of my favorite beers of all time, uh, the Rockport 10 coming in at number two. Then La Trappe's Quad, which is... A single one of those beers is a night. I mean, yeah. that's just put the fire on, throw the fire in the fireplace, <laughs> enjoy that Latrop quad, and just chill out with it. Do not drink that like a beer. It'll 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 teach you a lesson or two real quick. And then coming to number four, Orval. Here we are. Yes, with and it's neck and neck. I mean, I should say that um, again of those two hundred seventy nine thousand. Unlocks about 18,000 of them for West Mall's triple. After that, Rockport 10, the quad from uh, La Trap, Orval, and then next Rockport 8 all have about 15,000 check ins. So it's they're so close, those four beers it's like one trap fest away from really right, exactly. Place. One wild weekend in Bruges away. You know, that's a different story. But Rockport 10, then Westmall comes back with their double. And then if you're at home yelling, where's Chimay? Where's Chimay? Chimay is filling out basically the end of this list with Chimay White coming in and then blue and then red. All those beers are awesome. They're, and they are very, all these are pretty well, you know, really available now, which is cool. But forever, it was like kind of Chimay was the one you could find the most. And that was a lot of people's introduction into these kinds of beers. So um, awesome to see them on this list uh, and doing as well as they are. But yeah, I mean, again, kind of the who's who of, of Trappist breweries. We have some work to do to get, uh, get Munster mash up here. A lot of work. <laughs> History's not on our side. That beer is only two or so years old, but we loved it. So um, who knows? Time will tell. This may look like a totally different story in 20 or 50 or hundred years. So curious for that um and, yeah. and it was really cool to see when you were going through that list you've got uh different styles of beer it's you have to be a trappist brewery but you've got right. west malls triple right rockford 10 that's a quad i think or a double it's i think it's a belgian quad technically you've got orval which is a belgian pale ale on untapped so different styles uh it, made by these Trappist breweries. It's not like they're all the same beer, even with Chimay, red, white, and blue, different right. beers. Oh, yeah. Yep, exactly. You know, it is very cool to just see that. All right, Bellas and Pale Ale, tri- quads, triples, 
doubles, all those things all on the same list. I mean, again, and you could have a triple from one brewery and a triple from another, and they would be totally different. Um, I think we've, that's time. also a good night. I know. It's so, right, <laughs> yeah, look out. But so yeast dependent, each brewery has their own yeast. It's all wild and crazy being trapped by the ocean and the mountains around Belgium forever and kind of doing its own evolution, isolated from the outside world. I mean, again, I could talk about Belgium for probably a little bit. Um, we don't need to do that, though. Instead, let's talk about how we are doing with this badge and if we're in travesty land or if we're working our way out or what's happening, John. So I'm going to start with you. I'm going to skip. Let's skip, John. I got a, I'm recovering from a, a flu episode. Got it. Yeah, got a, I haven't earned this badge yet. I'm part of the travesty. Mm-hmm. I've checked into uh, Spencer was the first Trappist beer that I'd ever checked into on untapped. And it was too expensive for me. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what the lore was behind this really right. expensive four pack. And I talked to the guy who was stocking the shelves and he told me a little bit about it and I dove mm-hmm. in and it was good, but I didn't continue to chase that journey. I went with victory's dirt wolf and got mm-hmm. derailed in America for a while. But after drinking this Orval, maybe once the year of the lager is over, I'm going to be really excited to go on my own little trap quest. Still working on that. Um, what about you, Harrison? You strike okay, me as a guy who's at least experienced, uh, maybe not quite Argyle sweater full Travis style beers, but how have you been doing? That's right. I am. Well, you're looking at my step out of travesty and into normalcy or something. I don't know. We'll work on that later or not. But I, so I am four of five beers away from level one. One more beer to go, which is this beer. So I think it's just the Rockforts and one other Trappist beer that I've had, but all the, all the Rockforts, I dove on those because they're amazing. Um, so Orval will be number five, getting me to level one. So nothing to brag about at all. I applaud you if you've really moved through this because, I mean, you know, as varied as these styles can be, a lot of these Trappist breweries brew probably only about five or six different kinds of beer. So you could say it's a challenging badge to get max out. I mean, maybe just by the numbers. I don't even know if there are enough beers to do that. Yeah, fact, this I'm going to guess there probably aren't, right? <laughs> to 100? Uh, I right. think if you want to max this out, you're starting a monastery. Yeah, you got to start a So anyway, we all have some work to do there. And to start a monastery, that requires some soul searching, which is even... Yeah, that's a lot of work. A lot of deep. drink through the beers that are available first. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't even know if it's physically possible to max this out yet. But anyway, not making excuses. I know what I need to do. And I I like that. I mean, you know, maybe the year of the lager as we wave a beautiful goodbye to it. The year of crazy Belgian beer shows up. That's a heck of a year, though, as we've already alluded to a couple times. I don't think we're doing too many quad versus quad podcasts yeah. before right we're That'd investing a, in ibuprofen and special no more, pillows no more wednesday head. releases at <laughs> least only saturday um right, give us a month between episodes what about if <laughs> if you wanted to do the world a, a kindness harrison and apply some of your knowledge of of brewing and 
seek some enlightenment and start yes. a monastery and yes. maybe just brew your own beer within the confines so that you could earn the seal of a Trappist brewer. Would that be, which path would you rather go? Ah, here's a, would you rather, mm. um, would you rather brew beer for a Trappist brewery mm-hmm. or brew beer for like an exciting kind of new edge pushing up and comer like uh like like 450 north or someone that's kind of growing their own style uh Hmm. and brand if you will tough tough because right 450 north i mean obviously there's so many breweries out there doing amazing things and being innovative and like literally finding the edge of what can't survive in a can like where does yeah. like we're watching that happen in real time of what beer can you not make and we're all the ones finding that out together <laughs> as consumers so that's really interesting it is it's it is it's fast in the moment maybe you're just covered in a fruited berliner and you're upset but you don't realize that you're part of a larger chain of, that'll turn into a decision-making process that decides no more fruited berliners and cans and then we'd never see that again. So, or maybe just do it differently. Make sure it's not fermented. We've learned a lot about this from some of our discussions with breweries who've had uh, opportunities to talk with, that there is a way to make sure you don't re-ferment stuff in the can. Not that I'm going to pick it on, not naming names, but um, but anyway. So, but that's exciting to have those kinds of challenges. I don't want to shy away from that. It just means you've got a puzzle to solve and, you know, the eyes of the world are watching you. So solve it quick. And maybe um, that's why I would pretty quickly choose brew for a Trappist brewery. And it may not even be about the beer. It may, or rather what I should say is maybe it is all about the beer. And that, that's what I imagine that life being is a, someone who works in a Trappist brewery is right. You're, I mean, part of the monastery or, you know, what have you. And, um, or maybe you're just brought in to help shovel out the grain. Cool. Um, the local farmhand looking to be a part of the community. I can see myself doing that. Done with the goats and I'm in there shoveling grain to feed the goats later. Someone's got to feed the goats, John. I think you'd be good at it. Yeah, I would. Yeah. The goats love me. Um, but (laughs) for some reason, but truly though, I mean, it sounds, it sounds like a nice, life it sounds like a simple life maybe i'm romanticizing it a bit but yeah to wake up every day and your job is to brew beer uh and it's these classic styles i mean i'll tell you what the one thing that i'm not thinking about is how big a lot of these beers are i've brewed belgian beers before and those days were the most brutal days a lot of the grain bill they're huge you're crushing up candied sugar you're a lot of work goes into making these beers, like a lot, like more than a cream ale. <laughs> Noticeably, considerably more so my back is hurting thinking about it. So but that's okay. It makes you stronger. You get to wear a cool robe. I don't want to make light of it, but I could see me, right, being coming enlightened, reading a lot more books, brewing all day. Feels, I don't know, it feels exciting. There's an allure to that life of just, I'm brewing to brew, not to be some weird brewer rock star. I'm just here, love of the beer. This is going to make my community better, make people's lives better. That's it. Um, and that's exciting. And that's hard to find anywhere. There is a certain purity around these Trappist breweries that's, that's like right there on the face of it that a lot of 
companies try to manufacture that some way where here it's 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 ingrained they have no nice nice pun (laughs) Uh, i was gonna say they have no choice but you you turned it into a beer yeah okay so (laughs) if you're presented with that magical opportunity i could I, i i would appreciate uh doing this podcast with you after you'd monked out for a year uh, just to hear some of those stories, we've already heard the ice pick story. I'd be excited to hear about. And right. Aside from making up stories, it is almost Halloween. So before we move on to the verified venue that I want to highlight this week, mm-hmm. I want to continue probing Harrison's mind mm-hmm. with a Halloween-themed would-you-rather of sorts, maybe just mm-hmm. a creepy one. All right. Um, so would you rather... This isn't a good one. Would you rather be abducted by humans or aliens? Oh boy. Well, ugh. Nah, not humans. It's tough. This is one of those questions I'll answer with the not what I don't want. Humans, we're horrible. So I know where <laughs> that, I mean, I know the, ugh, ugh. That could go many, many bad ways. At least aliens, you get the roll of the dice. Maybe they just want to learn how to make donuts from you or, you know, what all the hype around the NFL is or, you know, what happened at the end of season three of the OC <laughs> or, I don't know, like with something silly and frivolous to us that's like been just projected into space for decades and they're just like, what's going on here? What happens in Lost? Right, exactly. What? Yeah. How does it? Why? Why was the polar bear there in that dumb island? Well, we don't. I don't know. <laughs> if you don't know, what I don't know. It says something about loss. Don't get me started. Um, but uh, yeah, you know. I, again, there's a lot of talk about humans in the news, obviously, and aliens. Ah, sure. I'll be that guy. I'll gamble a little bit and say I prefer to be taken by another, yeah, race of beings and. Heck, maybe I can. Uh, we can brew beer together in space. That's wishful thinking, but cool. I mean, maybe that'll be my. If they come for me with the weird-looking silver thing that's spinning towards my brain, I can say, "Wait, have you ever made space beer?" And maybe that gets me out of a, a tricky situation where humans abducted again. That's just they're probably the not asking you to make. We all beer. hear the banjos. Let's not listen yeah. to the banjos. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> You got Stay a pretty away. IPA. No. Away, no. Right. Yeah, that's a different. I don't think I could talk my way out of it, but, but who knows? Um, yeah, but uh, like aliens are doing it because they're curious. Humans are doing it because they're jerks. And that's really all you, you know. No human abducts you unless it's for like a cool bachelor party and they're your friends for a good reason. Um, aliens, they just don't know any better. Maybe. Maybe that's how they say hello is they just grab people out of their beds in the night. And that's the normal. That's the normal way to interact with your friends if you're uh, an alien teenager on Rum Springa throughout the universe, just uh, doing donuts in cornfields in uh, in Pennsylvania. We and do have we some podcast listeners that I that don't like. We have them all over the world, but there's a couple that don't have like maybe their locations hidden or something. Maybe that's maybe they're listening, Harrison. If mm-hmm. you guys are. I think Not tonight you just Tired. got the you just got the green light. Yeah, let's just just send me a direct message, and then we can meet in a park. You don't need to grab me out of my bed for the two <laughs> hours a night I get to sleep. Let's not uh, 
let's not ruin that because you may be afraid of me at that point. You wake a sleeping person with young kids. That's uh, the aliens may never come back. Humans, not for us. Oh, we thought it all. One crazy hairy one came at us in a bathrobe yelling about how you ain't seen nothing yet. And it doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully not. Hopefully I get to by nobody and I get to sit True. here and go ball with, uh, you and the world and, um, and just imagine about being in a robe all day in a monastery and not on a spaceship. If you're listening to this podcast, we hope that you're never abducted. You as well, Harrison. <laughs> but if you are, hopefully it's by humans or aliens, whatever you choose. Yeah. Um, there's a thing you'll never hear on any other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, the verified venue highlight yes. of the week. Terrible transition, but we definitely wanted to show off this week a location called the Beer Sauce Shop. Mm. And they do, for those of you that immediately went there, they do make sauces like barbecue sauces that are beer themed the beer sauce shop, but they also have a lot of other stuff. They have four verified venue locations on untapped and they're based in Missouri or Missouri, depending on where you're from. Um, the one I wanted to focus on today specifically is the St. Peter's Missouri location. And the reason mm -hmm. is because they're already advertising for Orvalde 2022. Let's go. Good for you. Beer sauce shop. I took a look at their untapped page and I wanted to send a, uh, send a special shout out to Howard, Bobby, and Robert. All three of those untapped users have over 400 check-ins wow. at the beer shop in, in St. Peter's, Missouri. So <laughs> either they work there or they live next door, but good job to you three guys for the check-ins and for making me sound like I'm on the king of the hill with Howard, Bobby, and Robert. <laughs> um 16 different beers on draft, all their untapped menus plumb right into the company website so you can see what's available at each different store. Um, and they have some really good bottles and can selections as well. In the Facebook group, I saw a picture of the great Hambino from Maine and Mill. Really mm. big Sandlot energy coming from this beer. They use a local artist for the can art. It's s'mores inspired for hams and the gray hambino marshmallow cocoa nibs cinnamon vanilla lactose right now as we're recording this the beer only has about 50 check-ins on untapped Ooh. and beer sauce is showing it off on untapped and on their facebook page have you ever been there harrison have you ever heard of these guys i've not been there but i did do a little bit of digging and discovered a lot of cool stuff about it you mentioned most but something else that stood out to me was their new beer tuesday Kind of type event that revolves around this new beer club you can join. And this, if I was nearby, I enjoyed the, I joined this club. It sounds great. It's perfect for that that untapped fan of your life that wants to try things first. Maybe you're that person. You probably are. Um, yeah, that's kind of the whole premise, right? Is you want to beat your friends to get the first taste and bragging rights to new brews that that are new to the area or just released or whatever it may be. You can join the beer sauce flavor guide. Um, and you, you know, you can, your fellow beer aficionados nearby, they can, um, at, at beer sauce, beer bar, enjoy new beers again, right. As they come out, they do flights, they're four ounce pours, four, four ounce pours of them. You get them again, every Tuesday from five to seven. And it's only like, it's less than 25 bucks a month to do this. So you're getting a bunch of beer and you're part of this cool club do it before everybody else check it in flights that's great for check-ins i mean this sounds like ripe for 
the untapped fan, um, which of course we all are. So yeah, this just was very cool to me. It, it jumped right out, and I was jealous that I couldn't experience it every Tuesday. It must right. be crap. I'm mean, not surprised you're putting out beers that have only fifty or so check-ins. They have to be finding the stuff no one else is getting to be able to every week have four beers that you're going to just blow people's socks off and be hard to get. So, and they're doing it. So, um, I mean, so, so, so cool to, um, to see what is happening over there at the beer sauce shop, the beer bar. And as John said, bunch of locations, four of them to be exact. Uh, and I know this is happening. The, the new beer club, um, at the St. Peter's location, but jump on the website, reach out if you're closer to one of the other ones to find out if uh, if they're doing it too. But flights are a good time. Don't do them enough. Don't do the flights enough. Wish that uh, wish that I could, but um, yeah, you know, life, things, all that jazz. Anyway, did I miss anything, John? Was that was that most of the good stuff? No, I think that was that you covered New Beer Tuesday. I broke my webcam in the middle of it. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think we're, we're sufficiently back up and running and we're, oh, yeah. uh, well, I'm jealous. Um, Missouri, Missouri and St. Louis specifically good yeah. at beer as well as the rest of the state kind of getting to benefit from the beer colleges, if you'll pardon the mm-hmm. phrase that exists in St. Louis, but, um, on to the next part of the show. Yes. Harrison. Yeah. It's been a week since yeah. we've done an episode together. That's seven days for those of you measuring on the Julian calendar. Good. What was the best beer you've had? The best beer of the week that you've had mm-hmm. in the past week? I don't yeah. know what I'm saying. What was the you know, you know, best beer, that sort of thing? Orval's working. Best beer of the yep. week. So yeah. best beer of the week, though. So this was great. I actually had a beer called Rustic Ridge IPA. Actually, a fresh hop IPA. From Highland Brewing out in Asheville, North Carolina. They brew this beer every year. It's different every year because they're using, they're kind of changing the recipe up a little bit, using the fresh hops they're getting in out of that, that year's harvest. And that's kind of what I mentioned the check in of we've been talking about pumpkin beers, Oktoberfest, fest beers for what it seems like three months. Don't forget, it's also fresh hop season. Um, and this one was great. I mean, it had that kind of like very unique, like pungent, dank pininess. That I really only experience in fresh hop beers. It's one of the reasons why I love Sierra Nevada's celebration so much. It's it's a fresh hop IPA. People sometimes forget it's kind of just their winter seasonal, which it is, but it's a fresh hop IPA. And that beer is just so piney and resinous and amazing. And a lot of that is the fresh hop character. And I got a lot of those same qualities in Rustic Ridge. So Grabbed it uh, when I was in my local Lowe's Foods because it was there and it was new from brewery I like and never had it. Grabbed a six-pack, which is rare. Super happy. Going to crush the rest of it um, and enjoy every fresh hop sip that I take. But uh, what about you, John? Best beer of the week. What do you got? Fresh hop sips for me. Last week, we had the same beer on our best beer of the week. This week, kind of. I'm, I want to say... Eastern Carolina classic from Casita. You've mentioned this in the past. I grew up drinking Jenny Cream Ale up in uh, Western New York. And so this North Carolina brewery, Casita, is now releasing Eastern Carolina classic as a core beer. It's available all the time. It's a cream ale. 
I finally got a can from you. I poured it into a sign. It came out clear, beautiful. Uh, it was just like son of a waffles, right? The, <laughs> the beer hit just it hit it out of the park. It didn't do any, you know. I'm, again, it wasn't like tequila barrel aged, lime salted. I right, love those right, type of right, weird right, beers, but right. this was just really good at what it yeah. was. Yep. Casitas East Carolina Classic is going to be part of the next five years of my life. Yep. If not, hopefully longer. Hopefully it's just there forever. And, yeah. then, <laughs> and then like 60 packs of 16 ounce cans. And then I could be buried in all the empties in the tomb somewhere. I'm with you, John. It's a, it's a great, it's a, that's a weird way of saying it's a great beer, but great beer. Lucky us. Another ridiculous lineup of great beers this week. Today we got to drink the best beer in the world, world, world. Earth, world as will smith would say horrible baby and it was awesome there's a little bit of swirl in there i could probably maybe take some of that swirl out i may actually shoot it right now and hit it out in, my, in the beer and see what's this brett doing tell me more brett tell me your tale um i may find that out um but again you don't need to you can leave some in the bottle as they recommend on their website and their website's amazing if you go to orval dot i think it's just orval dot be and just jump in Yep. It's not a little bit of info. You could spend a whole afternoon reading about the history, how it's made, the ambassadors of Orval, how to serve it. Like, there's so much cool information in here. You could be a wizard in an hour and a half just learning what they have right there on their website, which I love as a nerd. Um, can't get enough, and Orval has more than enough. Um, so that's that's really cool. Jump in there if you haven't let Orval.be. And make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, podcast, untap.com, untap.civilcast.com, YouTube. We're there. You can see our faces and for whatever that's worth, watch John's camera die live. Um, what's happening next week, though, John? We just did the best beer of the world. What can we possibly do next? I have no powers to predict next week. Mm -hmm. I mean, but uh, well, no, really, I don't I don't know yet what we're where we're going next week. And. I'll ask if you're up to it, uh, leave us, I mean, leave us a, a review of the podcast. If you want to help the podcast out, go to iTunes oh, yeah. or Spotify, Podchaser, wherever you listen to your shows, leave a review um, and tell us no, tell us no, if we're doing good, let us know that the Orval is working and um, on, on YouTube or in the Facebook group, or even uh, when you see the untap, make a post about this episode on social. Uh, go in there and tell us what are you dying for us to cover the last request we got was for risk taker and we're uh, waiting for that badge to kind of get worked out with a new yeah. untapped update before we feature it on an episode yep don't worry about all american it's coming we know that badge exists i'm afraid of it harrison's both pumped and afraid for it all americans in the books but is there anything you want us to cover maybe early november leading into thanksgiving uh let us know and we'll see you in seven days i guess right harrison that's right i wish there was a turkey sandwich badge but there's not yet so until then cheers, cheers. Normal.